Welcome back to the Cheers to That podcast with me, Bonnie Lee. And me, Lola Rowling. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, um, God, it sounds like I've got more energy than I have. And this is when I realised that, like, when I get really nervous, my energy levels go up and up and up and up and up. <laughs> Before, when, we, when Bonnie and I were just talking about, um, like, what we were going to talk about in this episode and what had been going yeah. on, we were having a catch-up so we didn't splurt it all out. I was so tired and really sluggish. And now I'm like, ah! So what are you drinking? I'm drinking elderflower cordial. With water standard. I am drinking a glass of white wine. Mm. Glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. The last glass, of, nice. the last bottle of Sauvignon Blanc we have, which is kind of sad. Oh, sad. Okay. Cheers. Hold on. Wait a Cheers. should give a quick uh, listener update how's your week been in a couple of words uh my week has been um fruitful eventful um nice. uh very oh, we've traveled a little bit i guess in within covid law laura's laws um <laughs> covid law <laughs> and i bought some bath salts for the bath nice that was fun and that's not been, it looks like you've been making quite a lot of nice food on your Instagram. Yeah. We make we learned how to roast. Well, I say we learned. Leon's a chef, so he already knew. But I guess I learned how to um, <laughs> roast like a butternut and make it really lovely, rather than like oh, nice. And it was very, very, very delicious. We had that today. Maybe that's why I'm tired because it was so heavy. Yeah. What about you? Um, I had a social weekend uh which was rare in these covid times mm-hmm. um and then i didn't really do any uni work so i felt i feel kind of guilty and i'm just like dealing with that um yeah i'm trying to like get back into the swing of doing uni work oh i had a really funny shift at work yesterday yeah. so basically um i've got this job and i actually quite like it now it's in a restaurant and the manager trusted me and this one other girl to like run the restaurant for the whole evening like the whole front of house which is like really good and i'm like so happy that she trusted me and she obviously like thinks a lot of me because i've only been there like six five weeks Mm -hmm. and there's been girls that have been there for like six months and she think she put me up for doing it instead and so obviously you're slightly nervous and uh the first thing that went wrong obviously like if you listen to the other episode about funny work stories you know that i am just a bit clumsy um so first thing that happened was i was like taking someone's ostrich because i work in an african restaurant and it comes on yeah ostrich and it comes on this skewer and it comes in like a pile of chips at the bottom and it's like this whole like balancing act of sort of carrying it (laughs) and i was carrying it and then i like slammed it into a into a chair and the chips went all over the floor Um, and then I like luckily the people were really nice and the meat was like fine but like I put it on the table and I was like I'm really sorry I slammed it into a chair so like the chips fell on the floor but then I was like oh my god I just told them that I slammed their food into a chair like that's fucking disgusting (laughs) Um, but then I was like fuck and I was like cleaning up these chips and then the head chef who's like also the owner was like 
what's happened and I was like oh I just spilled some chips on the floor haha <laughs> oh um and I was like right first klutzy thing of the day like the only klutzy thing of the day that's fine like it's happened now it happened when the restaurant was really like reasonably empty it was fine then uh-huh. uh an hour goes by uh and it's again a bit busy and I was cleaning a table and I was like putting all the glasses on the table and we do something called a Don Pedro which is like an adult's milkshake it's like blended ice cream with like Bailey's or like oh, Kahlua it's yeah, really nice if you ever come to where I live we're going to this restaurant because oh, it's like it's really good food I want one um and anyway this lady like finished half of it and like I was had it on the tray and like obviously I'm not very good with trays and then I took something off the tray to put it onto the pass for it to get cleared away and this glass filled with like ice cream and like chocolate sauce just like did a little like somersault off the tray splashed onto the floor and like ice cream went everywhere and they have carpet in this restaurant I was like, oh fuck that's so inconvenient yeah and luckily it wasn't busy luckily it wasn't busy and I was like fuck's sake like this is the second thing that's happened and I feel like after the first thing's happened the second thing you're just like fuck this is it like what else is going to go wrong so the real fucking icing on the cake was someone ordered a like 30 pound fillet steak and the plate was really hot and it was like balanced on this potato gratin this like red wine juice sorry this is a really long story but it's it's always over um and then i was fucking walking to the table holding it like with a cloth because it was a really hot plate and like it's a really awkward layout of this table like it's a corner seat so i was trying to pass it over to the guy and luckily he was like a young they were like a nice family and he was like only like 19 so he wasn't like fussy um <laughs> but he was passing it over and it had like two pieces of crispy bacon like balanced over the top of this fillet steak yeah red red wine jus potato gratin that sounds mushroom mushy. mushroom kind of like mincy stuff around the edges and I was passing and I was like, the plate's really hot, so just like, watch your hands. And then just as I was saying that, the fucking £30 fillet steak just sort of tumbled off the potato gratin. The two pieces of bacon fell in the wine. <laughs> These two pieces of bacon fell in their wine and they fell in the wine cooler and like all of this mushroom sauce <laughs> fell in this wine cooler. And I was like, oh my God. And luckily this is an 18 year old boy. So he just like picked up the streaky bacon out of the wine cooler and was like oh don't worry it's fine and then I was like oh my god and I thought that the the red wine you had like poured into their white wine so I had to go and like wipe off their wine and I looked and luckily it hadn't fallen in because it was literally like a 45 bottle of 45 pound bottle of wine and I was like oh my you god but you should have seen my face like this state I would feel it just tumbled and I was like oh my god that's awful that's awful I'm so <laughs> sorry yeah that's but luckily, nothing else went wrong. <laughs> horrendous. But it was really bad. That really was the icing on the cake. Like, I was thinking, like, it, you, have you seen the meme where it's like, um, it's the this for me. So it's like, it's the bashing someone's chip. <laughs> and then it's the, it's the milkshake falling off the tray for me. And then it's it's the 35 pound steak falling into <laughs> wine for me. And I was just like oh, saying God. this to myself. Oh, no, God. Like, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the topic this week is creativity. I do have one thing to say, actually, before we start um, getting really getting into the subject matter. What? Uh, I have I've realized um, that 
there are there are a few people, a handful of people on my side of the team. It's like we're we're a family. I know, and this is our baby. It's quite <laughs> sweet, isn't it? So on my side of the family of the podcast yeah. of the pod listenings, yeah. um, there are quite a few people that I know who listen to it every single week religiously which is so lovely and so gorgeous but I realized last week that well I've realized this week between recording the two that um, I need to be more mindful of some of the things I say I think we both need to be more mindful I think we've both had experiences with people in the past I think Um, mine was slightly earlier (laughs) well yeah mine's been quite late on I've been quite lucky Um, Mm. but I think also and and this this actually does link in very well to the topic of this week's episode. But it's so when we sit down together and we record these podcasts, it's so easy for this to feel like we're just having a chat. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's how we want it to feel. I think definitely it is. And I'm really, really, really glad that we have that because I really don't think it would work if we didn't. And I no. think like if we didn't have, if I didn't have this huge microphone in front of me and this huge monitor in front of me, then it would be mm. so easy to just feel like this wasn't a serious thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I also think I say that in the one hand and I'm like, I think I, sh- I need to be more mindful of the things that I say. I need to be perhaps slightly, maybe slightly less honest sometimes about some things and maybe slightly more honest about others. And that's really great. And then on the other hand, I think, well, you know, especially for my family members that are listening to this, um, I'm a human in the world and I'm a person. And and if you're listening to this, you're listening to the adult person. You know, people that are basically like family to you. You can present a certain idea. You can present yourself in a certain way and you can get very stuck in that trap. Yeah. Um, and you can get stuck in other people's kind of like ideas of who you are and stuff. Um, so I think when you are like representing yourself and presenting yourself in a certain way, it can be maybe like shocking for your family to hear that or like not shocking, but it can be like quite a strange jarring. experience. Yeah. Jarring. Oh my God. Jarring is my new favorite word. I literally say about everything. Oh um, God. Wow. What a but I think is, yeah, I think mm. it's just... I think it's important like this really does relate so obviously we were brainstorming ideas and we were kind of talking about like some of our personal stuff and personal things that have come up this week that um have kind of like maybe in previous maybe a month ago we would have like started the podcast talking about it or something and I think we're now like taking that step not necessarily step back but we're like being a bit more mindful um for not because not necessarily because we want to like do that just for that other person but we're realizing that like we don't want to present that version of ourselves yeah um and then it got us talking about how well i was saying how like i don't really feel like i've stuck it enough stuff to like have that or maybe have the confidence to like fuck up at the beginning and like learn along the way because i've always quit (laughs) yeah and so i think i actually quite like the fact that we're having to like change change courses not even that we're changing courses but do you know what I mean I think especially as women um you know we and I was I 
been reading this amazing book you have to read it I could not recommend it more I'm gonna <laughs> shout it out on the podcast and I'm, I've actually been talking to their Instagram a tiny bit but there's oh, this God. book that I've been reading it's based off of a podcast called The Guilty Feminist. Oh, pretty, is it their book? Yeah, I'm pretty much. I listened to their podcast for a bit, but it. I kind of like didn't like it. No, I adore this book. This this book is like, I I don't want to read it because I don't want it to end. Like I love oh it so God. much, and it's it. not even like anything revolutionary. It just it makes me feel so, um, kind of like I've got this army of people who are all with me and thinking the same or similar or, you know, nourishing I different them. things. And I just, I wanted to, what was I going to say? I was going to say, as women, we're not allowed to, um, we're definitely not allowed to fail at something and then do it again anyway, because that's men's job. And that's like what she's talking, like yeah. there's a whole paragraph in the book that men are expected to do well. I mean, she talks about this a lot. It's not even just one chapter or one paragraph, but like men I are- need to read this book because my course i no you finished you finish you finish by the way <laughs> sorry, just today, got me really guys, today guys uh bonnie got diagnosed with adhd yes sorry. um so that's why i'm being extra patient and extra kind so um <laughs> literally <laughs> me literally too much sorry yes um, go, go okay go. so um <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. <laughs> okay, so what was I saying? Oh, so we are not allowed to fail as women. We're so not allowed to. Like we are allowed to. We are allowed one chance in the room, and if the the one time we do something, we don't do it well. We've used our one chance. You had your chance. Well done, but you fucked it up on on your bike. Off you go. That's um, our role as women. Men are allowed to, are expected to do well when they enter the room because they've given this tribal confidence and they, you know, if they fail the first time or instantly, all the other male brains in the room go, oh, it's probably because of this or probably because of that or, oh, he's just new or whatever. He's still got a lot of learning to do or, oh, young lad can't sit still for five minutes or whatever the excuse is in this brotherhood. And like, for us, I think I can only speak for myself, but for myself as a woman, as a very young woman, to do this podcast, to reach some bumps with it, especially, you know, this is the first podcast I've recorded after having received criticism of any kind. And it was very, very light and it was very, very honest. And it was coming from a place of, um, you know, it wasn't coming from a malicious place. And I, recording this sitting down, like not that it's been a big deal or not that it's been a hard thing or something I've been worrying about, but I've managed today to sit down and record this for the first time since mm -hmm. receiving my first piece of criticism. And I think that for me is, sorry, there's a London siren. Going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this song. Oh my God. What was I going to say? Yeah. So for me, I, I think, think, but I think for you, so bearing in mind it's Tuesday, the podcast goes out on Thursday. We've, I'm shit at time schedules and everything. Um, and also I'm like, just very like, I just have a lot of like uni and projects and shit. Um, I think it's hard to like get back in the race. Yeah. I think do it, no. in, uh, do it in like a graceful way and do it in a way that you're going to look back on and be like, I'm proud with how I dealt with that. Yeah. Because it is, yeah like it is 
I think getting like personal criticism or that like realizing that what you say can affect others and that like other people are listening to this can be quite like it can actually be quite anxiety inducing and people are listening listening being like but you make it why do you it's like so when I used to make YouTube videos and like I would get scared about people knowing and my mom would be like yeah but Bonnie you put it out on the internet like what do you want to happen But I think I also always assume that people aren't going to, people that know me aren't going to want to listen to it because I, they, they've either lived the things that I'm talking about or they are going to hear about them the next time I see them or whatever. Like I don't, I always assume naively, of course, that the people that I know that I, you know, follow me on Instagram or I follow on Instagram who we promote the story to, I think I'm always in the back of my mind thinking, they're not going to listen to it. The people that listen to I it think... are going to be people on like Audible or they're going to be people who scroll past it on Spotify. And as a result, we won't have a great big audience at first. And so I can talk about the things in my personal life and not be like, oh God, I can't believe someone's going to listen to it. And then when someone messages me and they're like, oh, by the way, I listen to the podcast every single week. I really love it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think as well, we've been doing it like slightly long enough now that people like, expect it which is nice yeah but it yeah it's weird but I think yeah I think I mean getting criticism is something that I've never been great at but that's obviously something that um comes along with like being creative and putting yourself out there yeah but I think there's so many I've stopped doing pretty much everything in my life that I love doing at one point like I'm thinking mainly about YouTube. So I used to like, I feel like I've touched on this before, but I used to slash kind of still do have like a YouTube channel. And um, do you want to I really like being creative with video. Pardon? Do you want to promote that on the pod? It's literally just my name. It's just Bonnie Lee. Just Bonnie so Lee. <laughs> go that. look. But I privated all my old videos. So you really, it's not that juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, so only videos that I made in the summer and there's only two of them. But I like, even with YouTube, like I stopped doing that or like stopped recently doing it just because when you're not getting like the positive reinforcement and it's just you your like brain automatically goes to the negative things and I don't know whether that's to do with being a woman or to do with being me (laughs) not I I mean I am a both I am both me and a woman but (laughs) I think it's very much like I think it's I don't want to say that that's a feminine or like a characteristic just to being a woman because I more think it's to do with self-esteem and mental health um which of course can be uh contributed by your experience as a woman yeah yeah that's true I think the thing is is though like when you were talking about um the book that you're reading I really need to read it because I for one of my modules present and future of entrepreneurship at uni we have to write a white paper or like a policy review or it's kind of like as if you're doing a TED talk about an issue to do with modern entrepreneurship and the issue that I've obviously chosen is to do gender mm-hmm. and to do with gender imbalance and how women don't become entrepreneurs and a lot of that is to do with risk-taking and risk-taking obviously is massively linked to failure and I think there's this big thing with women that you feel like you can't fail and you feel like that when you do fail that's it and when you fail it's actually gonna be seen worse because you're a woman and you don't want to there is a certain solidarity and sisterhood that you do have um 
that you like inherently have with being a woman and you can then enhance that but there is a certain element of that like you don't actually want to let the side down and that yeah. it now becomes for me it's like oh well I want to be a woman and I want to have my own business but like I don't maybe so the business that I'm thinking that I want to do um well, I don't want to say it yet but it's like it's you know it's not like revolutionary it's not like a tech company it's not like any of these things and it's kind of what I was saying on the stories of our Instagram the podcast Instagram which is the cheers to that pod if you want to go follow it but I was saying how by t- telling women that like you can't do something uh and that you need to be like scared of it like going into tech or something big like that you're also telling women to just like be scared of that in their whole life yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. it kind of becomes this monster <laughs> yeah absolutely um I also think that you know uh, and I talk about I'm gonna always be talking about this on the podcast because it's always gonna be true as women we have to work twice as hard for half as much oh my god yeah and like that's I think that's another reason why we always feel like we need to get it right the first time because we know that the second chance will come twice as hard as the first one which came yeah hard as any man's one so and also there's like so many intersections within that like black women exactly so like fucking ridiculous like it's it's crazy and I think it's not anything we could ever you know fully understand yeah and it's just like it's a, it's just a, it's a bit depressing <laughs> and it's just one of those things that you kind of but it's it's weird because it's a real world issue and like when i'm going to be researching this for my uh uni thing it's like really depressing and then it's also like you feel for me like as someone who is like an entrepreneur and like is doing this there's a certain like weight that then comes with that of like oh my god there's no women in entrepreneurship i'm i'm like only 4 out of 18 on my course yeah that are girls and out of the whole business business like department on the three courses it's like 70 percent women but on the business on an entrepreneurship course it's like 70 percent men and it's like why like have we like inherently well we have and like inherently brought up girls to be like scared of taking risks like scared of hurting themselves like and it's really weird because then if you are the one taking the risks it's hard to have conversations about being willing to take those risks without them putting loads of pressure on yourself yeah. to do it well. Like, I can't just enjoy this course and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing this course to see what happens. Like, I want to do this course and be, like, the best person on the course. Yeah. Because I'm a woman doing it, and that's like... Yeah. And no, I guarantee you, most of or none of the men on your course will feel that they have that much responsibility to do well yeah they may really want to do well for their personal you know reasons they may be overachievers or they may be you know they may have Mm. family pressure or something like that but the none of them are going to feel it in the same way that you do because they have been taught that even if they do half as well as the best woman in the class they have the exact same chance yeah exactly Or maybe even more of a chance and i think that that it's so hard isn't it we're we're not it's so horrible to feel like the only woman in a room full of men who don't want you there and I haven't really experienced that many times in my life I had that when we were um we were at 
BIM, uh, that we were doing music production for a very brief time until I realized that that is not what I want to do. But we, <laughs> I, had, I had that <laughs> very brief me. and I uh, hated it. And I remember thinking, oh God, you know, I, I, I kind of should do this because there mm. are not, there's so few women and that I was like one of the only women in that room. And I remember one of the rooms I walked into, I was the only woman in the room. And I remember feeling I had this kind of responsibility. And as a yeah. feminist, I believe, I believe I don't have any responsibility, but I kind of do because I believe that as the only woman in the room, even if I only had some of the skill that the best man in there had, I could do an, an instinctively better job because I'm coming at yeah. it from a different point of view. I'm coming at it yeah. from a more passionate point of view because I have to be more passionate to get in the room so yeah I don't know it's I feel the same though but I think I like have a really good well it's funny because it's the lecturer that also laughed at me when I told him my business idea and I was like I kind of like paused and he was like it's funny because you speak about women going into very women only industries like beauty or marketing or like crafts and then your business is like to do with that it's just kind of funny and it's like you can't and this is what I was trying to say earlier but I didn't say it correctly but it's like you can't bring down what one woman does in an industry without bringing down what every woman does in that industry like yeah I might not be starting like a revolutionary tech company or some shit but if you bring down me starting a business you're bringing down the future people that are gonna build like amazing revolutionary things and you can't you can't put like creativity and women's creativity in particular on this scale of like oh she talked about this so it's way better than this it's like no because it all when you bring one of us down you bring all of us down do you know what I mean like yeah. I wouldn't be able to have or I wouldn't be able to have a business or the people that created the fucking femtech businesses or all of these amazing businesses that exist that are led by women wouldn't be able to exist if like women didn't first start making clothes and selling them for money or things like that. So it it becomes this like weird thing. But this lecturer, I actually do. (laughs) I really like him because he like, he gets me and and, like, he gets that I'm quite intelligent. Um, And he just is like, he, he asked me to help him with something. He was like, can you review this thing for me that I'm going to set the class to do in a month? And then we had a little private teams call and he like, had to sort that out with him and he was like ask me questions and stuff that's great so he obviously like thinks that I'm good that's a great little contact which I am <laughs> um and he I think he can see my passion for it and I think there's a lot of people that maybe just do the degree because it's like a good degree to do and it's not going to hurt them and that's an absolutely fine reason to do something but that's not the reason that I'm doing it yeah um nice that someone sees that in me you know that's that's amazing i think that's that and it was also like my manager at work clearly saw that in me yeah and it's nice because i never my teachers at college and school always like saw that in me but i never felt super aligned to the work that i was doing at school or college because it wasn't like it wasn't like a passion um and so it feels not and i that was my fear about going to uni was that i wasn't going to be able to like do the academic side of it whereas so far that's the side that I found easiest (laughs) yeah Hmm. I think with you and like have you got any like creativity projects that you wanted yeah 
so i mean i can't creative blocks or things like that because that kind of all falls into the umbrella of creativity yeah i think well i i can i can sit down with my notebook like i did yesterday and Mm. not have any ideas i think i've been suffering with a bit of writer's block to be honest um Mm. but yesterday after having suffered with this writer's block all day when I was trying to kind of get this stuff up because basically, okay. So I went through, I had this conversation with a friend of mine, um, just before the weekend, I think it was Friday night and we went out for a drink and, um, we were, we had this, this kind of, uh, I don't know. I trying to find the, the perfect word for it. It was this kind of totemic, I guess, is the right word, conversation. That what had. does that word mean? We were basically talking about, well, we talked about all sorts of things. And we talked about a lot about sex and what sex means and, you know, w- why people do approach sexual relationships and sex in the wrong way sometimes or in perhaps a way that isn't the most healthy or nurturing way to approach it Mm -hmm. Uh, especially women especially to do with Mm -hmm. sexual pleasure and guilt and fear and shame and all of these big words and we had this really long conversation we finished our evening we left the pub which is funny that we were there because the next day I kind of decided I wasn't going to be drinking because this basically it kind of it was a catalyst for this huge emotional and creative um, well to open up within me that I knew that I needed to tap into. And this happens every now and again when something big happens in my life or I have a really important conversation or I really connect with Mm -hmm. someone in a certain way. The well that we all have within us as as artists becomes really vulnerable and really um, accessible either in a negative and scary and um, sometimes in a fragile way or sometimes in a really great safe way. And I think there's definitely a balance between those two that you can find as you get older and Mm -hmm. as you learn to protect yourself more. But um, I had this conversation and I realized that there's so much work I need to be doing right now. Um, Like I need to be doing so much writing and so much reading. I've been reading solely non-fiction books at the moment and they've all been like I've only been reading feminist literature and it's all been non-fiction I'm not in a headspace where I want to be reading any fiction right now which is kind of funny because this leads me to my next point which is Leon and I are working on um, a screenplay we're working on a screenplay for a tv show that we are writing and hopefully will be finished in the next like year or so maybe at the end of next summer i'm hoping um and then we'll figure out where we go from there and this is a great time for me to be writing and i'm realizing that when these periods of you know the open well come along without me perhaps wanting them to i need to just pick them up and i need to roll with them because they only happen every once in a while and sometimes sometimes you can sit with your pen in your hand and nothing comes out and then one day something will happen or you'll you'll have this you know opening of the well and you have to just write and you have to just stop drinking and like stop having sex for a minute and just 
for just write and just get it out and just like sit with it and be quiet and not go on your phone all the time and like not listen yeah. to music all the time or not have all this noise and just be quiet and be with it and that's not always the creative process for everyone and to be honest that's not always the creative process for me but I think at this time I needed to do that and I didn't listen to that we went anyway and we went to Brighton to go and see Leon's mum because she um she's moving house we went just before London went on to the fourth tier thing it was so annoying um I think your second tier actually second tier, whatever the tier <laughs> we went just before that happened and so we went to go there and I just thought yeah. I was lying in my bed before we got on the train and I was like I know I shouldn't really go because I need to just sit and be quiet and write and I'm like yeah. actively going against that I'm actively about to get on a train and be surrounded by people and suddenly all these barriers will come in you know you know yeah, you're out in the world way. you know you need to go and buy a train ticket you know that covid's a thing you know and all of these real world things come in that force you to be a practical adult and suddenly that well the little child the artist who's like really exposed and ready to write and create is pushed down by all these real world factors yeah well it's almost like there's this well of creativity and then like the real world is almost like a towel just kind yeah. of like <laughs> not in a very productive way no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, you need to listen to that it's so important and I I can I can say that I'm gonna try and do that from now on because you it's it's when you have these periods that you're the most um that your work is the most fruitful and honest on a second point very briefly because I have been talking for a long time we then finished our day Leon and I went on separate artist dates yesterday if you've another book you should all read listeners is uh, the artist's way definitely could not recommend it more if you if you're on if you want to be successful in whatever profession even if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is you've got to read this book so we went on this artist date each of us separately is that something that's like mentioned in the book yeah it's a big big old thing and um then i came back from mine and i just bought a couple of books that i, I definitely can't afford right now um, <laughs> and i went and met leon and he was sitting in uh the bfi and i sat down and he started telling me this idea that he'd had for a script that he'd had for a, a few months that he'd been thinking about um and it was just like that. And suddenly we were just sat there and we were just, like oh God, the charge, the charge, the charge. And like, no, I love that feeling. It's all we can think about and it's all we can, yeah. all we want to write about and all we want to, you know, it's just amazing. And it's such an inspirational, it's so inspirational to have that, oh, that spark that just hits you mm-hmm. and then yeah. you can't let go of it. And then it just becomes yeah. fire. I think we're both so obsessed amazing. with that feeling. Yeah. Because I love that with like business and like various things where you're like thinking of a problem and then you like think, oh my God, fuck, that should exist. Yeah. It's happened like with my course where like I've said things to my lecturers and they'll be like, oh, I know someone who does that. I'll give you some emails and I've emailed people and then it's like they've come back saying something and then I've had to like go chase another person's email. I do get very wrapped up in my head and maybe it's because like when you're talking about having that conversation and then you felt a kind of 
like almost like you had an epiphany you were like oh my god and yeah. then it was like exploring more and more things I feel like I have those but I <laughs> I have I don't I can't think of a conversation that I've really like had with maybe it's because I haven't had one recently but I don't really have I haven't had a conversation recently that has made me feel like that but I very often have like conversations with myself <laughs> that mm-hmm. I have those moments and that's why I think I really like being alone because yeah. when I'm with people it's such a distraction from my head and my voice and that like that like creative person um and I think that's kind of like why I'm finding it slightly hard to get back into the uni like swing of things after my really social weekend because I haven't had that like time to like sit with myself and just like stay inside and it's like that thing about being bored it's actually like mega important to be bored (laughs) it's like when you think of ideas and I think that's why Instagram and phones and all that stuff like it's great but you can like they are very much tools that can be used to like do the creative things but I don't think you ever get super creatively inspired when you're scrolling on Instagram yeah you don't get anything from them you use to make yeah I I want to clarify sorry to interrupt no it's okay I just want to clarify when I said that I shouldn't have gone to Brighton and I should have I had a lovely time. Like, I, yeah. I'm really glad I went. <laughs> this is another, I, 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 tell, I tell the people listening to the podcast every week. I did have a lovely time. And I'm really glad that I, I think, went. Yeah. But it also is one of those things that, like, I think people need to understand that, like, people do things they don't want to do all the time. Like, that they shouldn't do or that they don't want to do all the time. And, like, it works out fine. Like, no one dies. Yeah. But I think it's just about maybe being a little bit more intuitive and a little bit more responsive and listening to what your body, your mind and your heart and everything needs. But I'm also really glad that I perhaps made the, not the wrong decision, but I went against that to see how I would feel afterwards. And yeah, to really exactly. like fit with how that feels afterwards, you know. But also it is one of those things that say you didn't go to Brighton, like you could be feeling like hella guilty that you didn't go and see exactly. people. And like exactly. that's not actually practical. It's always better to regret something you did do rather than something you didn't do. Exactly. Where are you going? Lola's just gone. But we've both got our um, pink lights in. I'm in my little uni room. Lola, I think, is in her kitchen. I mean, she lives in a one-bedroom flat in London. So I'm in the kitchen. Huge. But look, we both got the vibes. The pink vibe lights. No, I don't have any lights on. I'm just been reflected off. Oh, the monitor light. Yeah, I'm in a dark room right now. This is the light. Hold on. I don't know what to do this evening. I don't know whether to go to the uni. Um, So I've signed up to do student radio (laughs) because I I love the sound of my own voice. But also, like, I fucking want to. I want to play some good music. I really want to do like a breakup show, like. people give me their not a breakup show like a relationship show That's like where cool. i talk about like love and relationships and play some like funky songs i want it to be a late night show essentially That's very cool i love that um yeah just because i love i love nighttime i always feel so creative at night yeah so do um, i i feel the most creative at night i think i love the darkness yeah. i love that i feel like no <laughs> one can see me <laughs> like with what i'm doing i'm like oh well no one has to know i've done this i can just hide it under my bed mm. Yeah, I think um, 
I was thinking this when you were talking about your writing your screenplay and I think the reason that I love you and Leon like so much is because you really remind me of my sister <laughs> obviously I love my sister but like in a way of that she really wants to do she did creative writing and drama at uni mm. and she's really into films and tv and stuff and I really like being friends with people like that because I from like when you off the bat like me being a business student like I'm not like you wouldn't think that I'm really into that kind of stuff and I'm also like dyslexic so my relationship with reading and writing has never been like great because I've always been like quote bad at it um so I've never really like explored that side of myself until like maybe like a couple years ago um but I've always had my sister who's been like really into that and really amazing at writing poetry and really amazing at writing stories and stuff like that so I love being around people that do that because it makes me it brings that out in me yeah it's very nourishing I think yeah and it's really nourishing because I think the creative process from doing things like writing and art really lends itself to the creative process within a like business professional environment because I don't know like I think it's a lot of business professional environments it's not very like dexterous I think that's the word like it's not very like you're not scribbling on a page or you're not writing it seems very virtual and I think there's something really cathartic about um drawing or writing poetry or something very physical act isn't it yeah and I think that not trying to get too spiritual and everyone but that's like how you move the energy through your body yeah absolutely um i also got a new poetry book and there's oh, yeah. a really nice poem in it yeah that's amazing uh, that arrived on the week and I, i'll send you it i put it on my instagram but i'll send you it because i really think you should read it it's really nice i'd like to read it um i went to this bookshop the other day called gaze the word um i think it's quite, the word. i think it's quite famous it might be the one from pride but i might be making that up and oh, maybe i think i might be making that up because i feel like i love that film it makes me cry um but so i went into this bookshop and i felt so good afterwards because i saw this old lesbian couple and one of them was <laughs> old and she was like kind of she was wearing this suit and she was wearing these little dm brogues and she was buying these books and she had this these glasses on the end of her nose and she was clearly getting to know the woman she was with and this woman was probably about 15 20 years younger and she but she was really cool and she was clearly like really well read and they were talking about books and talking about how they don't like lending each other books from their collection or anyone books from their collection because it's so private and personal and like it's so special and I was like oh god I feel so inspired by you too like you're just so great and I just want to I love I just want to be your friend I just want to watch you walk around and like be new lesbians together and it's so great (laughs) (laughs) I love that I do think there's something with creativity of putting certain things above other things yeah with like books like if you're just the, the like the notes on your phone that you write when you're a bit pissed like that's art too (laughs) yeah yeah that's actually true um I don't know it's it's a I think I feel like I'm very much at the beginning of my creative journey and learning how and I I really do feel like this podcast is 
a real big pillar of influence that is going to like spread out across my early career of like figuring out how to <clears throat> how to work through barriers and how to how to express yeah, yourself in a way that you want to be perceived like this is the first time i've allowed myself to be perceived publicly and openly mm. in a in a career sense and in like a you know it's mad to think that i started a youtube channel when i was like 13 and i was like doing that but i obviously like had no fucking clue who i was so like what yeah. was i trying to say when i was doing that i mean i literally just wanted to like talk about eyeshadow and stuff but still like i was always i was always like really like business headed with it and i was like well i don't want to edit i don't want to edit it that way because it will be perceived like this yeah. like i have always been so in tune of like how i could be perceived from a massive point of like anxiety and insecurity yeah but um did you make sure <laughs> but mm. also just because of um i think it's important like i think it's important with art and with obviously it's important with business but with art as well i think it's important to know how you want things to be perceived i still don't really <laughs> even know how i want you know this to be perceived like i listen to myself I don't really listen to the podcasts that we record. I've listened to a couple of them. I listened to the second one because I really like that one. And I was Yeah, I haven't been able to listen to them recently. No, me neither. And I think it's because I I still don't I know I'm really am speaking so candidly here, like it's not serious at all. But I don't really have a perception of how people see me. And it's funny because I don't know if the people that perceive me have a perception of how I'm perceived. <laughs> Every I know, but I think everyone has a perception of everyone. Yeah, maybe they do. Everyone's everyone's so judgmental. I hate and that. like it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing, but the way you are like that it's almost this thing that like i'm trying to teach myself like pe other people's opinions of you are nothing to do with you like stop making it about yourself <laughs> do you know what i mean because it's actually not like just the way like how i perceive you or have you like how i perceive you is everything to do with my perception yeah and the reason that we and we are friends and the reason that we have those commonalities is probably because i perceive you in the way that you want to be perceived because of our upbringing and because of our interests and things like that so i think that's perhaps where things can get in the way and how people can perceive people in the wrong way is because do you know what i mean they, yeah, they I have upbringings and interests that of course they would perceive it differently like i find that within the kind of left-wing political group of friends that i have not necessarily friends but it peers that i have because i'm a business student um you know that can be perceived in a way of like um kind of oh she's a capitalist meh, meh, meh. and it's like yeah. well, no that's like I'm not, I'm not gonna be yeah and that's such an oversimplification and also like i'm not like that perception of you thinking that about me is nothing to do with me because i know that that's not like True who i am or whatever yeah. or like yeah like i'm a capitalist if you view it if like you boil capitalism down to just business money then like yeah okay i am but it's not i like i'd like to think that my peers who are left-wing are like a lot more complex than that and actually understand that it's not as simple as like money bad 
I also think that it. understanding complexities like that very much comes with the age and experience and failure. And um, yeah, once you fail a few times, you really do have a better view. I think you have a more concise, at least hopefully, view of not only the world, but your views about it. And, um, yeah. you know, we're still at an age where we're all figuring that stuff out. And I know that a lot of the opinions that we all have, you know, you and I have even about everything are going to change. And yeah, exactly. And I was thinking about... I think it's really jarring when someone older than you tells you that, though. I remember my mum, not to do with the podcast, but I feel like my mum said once, like, oh, your opinions are going to change. I think I was talking about feminism or something. Yeah. And I was like, I really hope my opinion on this doesn't stray too far from what I currently I, think. I really hope that my opinions about feminism don't stray too far, but I also hope that I that they do in a way because I like I like the idea of of feeling closer to any men that might have significant standing in my life like a kid. Or, yeah, know. but I don't think that feminism is in like juxtaposition to. Men. I don't think it is either, but I think I. But maybe for you personally, yeah. Maybe you know, I have personally. I have really strong views, and I really, you know, I, I feel mm, so angry still about the way that I am perceived as a woman, like first above everything else, and I yeah. I feel very angry about that, and I've been told by my mum that I will get more and more angry because you will notice more and more that as you get older. But I don't think, I feel like my mum always said the opposite to me. My mum was like, oh, you'll get wear down, you'll get worn down. Like I used to really care and now I just, it's fucking easier not to care. I think it depends on the person. Yeah, no, I think it does depend on the person. But I don't think, I don't want us to ever start thinking it's a given that I'm going to get more angry i think i always need yeah, to yeah like, i think educate. Um, but actually to do with feminism i think i would, would want my opinion on feminism to change because i think like just to do with like trans issues and various other issues to do with gender as a spectrum and things like that i think that's and even just like intersectional feminism like i'm an intersectional feminist yeah. um but that can always uh get more intersections within it yeah and like yeah. there's always going to be that thing of like when you're a grandma like are you gonna is it gonna be like oh don't say that around grandma <laughs> yeah that's actually you know what i mean true. and yeah. that's how i always think about feminism and i think about that in relation to other opinions that i have as well i think yeah. oh i hope that i can be a grandma that is willing to like listen to her grandkids and change her opinion but it's weird to think that those things could be about opinions that you have currently We've really strayed from away from creativity, but I like the, where it's gone. <laughs> I like where it's gone because we've been creative with the uh, with the brief subject matter. Yeah, um, I think as well. Uh, everyone that listens to our podcast is probably like creative in their own way and in their own like avenues. And I think um, it's I kind of important to like hear people talking about creativity because you can sometimes just think well, what you're doing isn't creative, but like everything that you do in life is creative. And like this every is why way, everyone who's listening to this podcast, I cannot stress this enough. You must, read. <laughs> you know, you listen, you must read the artist's way. It's so, so, Lo so like important. Miss Arling, AKA Lola is going to come around and check. Professor you've done your Arling. <laughs> I will, the oh homework God. for every listener is to listen to the is to read the artist's way and to really 
send us your thoughts take it slow and it's okay it's a scary book because it's not just reading you also have to do things and that kind of scary. Oh, i haven't read this so i need to read it you can gotta read it. it yeah i think everyone should read this book i i've only just started, i'm not going to pretend that i've read the whole thing i've only just started reading it and it's already been so important and i think even if you know you get to the other side of it and you try it for 12 weeks 12 week course you try it for 12 weeks and then you're like ooh. I didn't like the structure of that. I didn't necessarily like how that forced me into like one avenue of um, of exploring my creativity. It's mm. the lessons that you learn from not liking those things are so valuable into learning what you what works for you. And even if you're not creative, like I said previously, like even if you're a doctor, doctors have read this book. Like famous fucking surgeons have read this book, done this twelve week course and it's been revolutionary and they've been like oh shit this is why i felt like this is the career i needed to do or this is why yeah. it's so important you don't have but to also we've art. only um like said that certain things aren't creative because of what like arbitrary maybe like a sense of responsibility like if you said that being a doctor was a creative career like would you want to go into into would you want to go see them if you had a medical issue like maybe yeah. not because your whole body doesn't seem like a creative thing because we have again have defined and we've made science and seem like this like very binary linear because it makes us feel safe yeah answers yeah exactly because we understand it whereas you go to like an art gallery and you're like looking at a piece of art and you're like what the fuck you don't understand it like it's like is that how we there is a certain element of like for something to be creative there has to be a kind of ambiguity and like a disguise and like a mystery around it yeah. which i think is interesting because it's interesting to challenge that yeah, it has to, to be an unanswerable question yeah but it is also interesting to think actually maybe these really answerable questions they were probably once unanswerable and they were once like had to be really approached creatively actually you told me to watch the imitation game and no <laughs> i said it wrong it's not the what's it called i've forgotten not the end it's not the it's not the, oh my god the, o, the adhd showing again it's not it's not it's just me not being able to pronounce a word the intimidation game isn't that it no it is the imitation game because they're trying to is imitate, it the imitation game? they're trying to imitate german codes no but it's the, they're trying to leon you know that it's the intimidation like because they're trying to intimidate. Is that intimidating? No, I absolutely promise you, it's not. Im that. You know the imitation oh game. Yeah. It is called the imitation game, right? Oh, so I said it right first time. Not the imitation. No, I thought. Imitation. The imitation it game. Oh, it is the imitation game. Oh, I said it right the first time. I think. Um, well, yeah, that was you know. <laughs> that that was a very big problem that had to be solved really creatively but it wasn't really you know what i mean it was numbers and that it's not really that creative i we leon and i have some work to do tonight yeah i'm we gonna go and get an in, i'm gonna go do an induction at the library yeah. not at the library at the recording studio on campus god i've had i'm gonna have a lot of time um, it's only six. I, it's only literally 6.30. I know, but it's so dark. I know, but it's only 6.30. The night is young. 
the night. The night is night yet. It's an evening. so much for listening to this week's episode of the cheers to that podcast don't forget you can follow us on instagram at the cheers to that pod and you can email us with any of your questions if you want to uh, our email address is the cheers to that pod at gmail.com uh, also if you listen on anchor fm you can leave us your voice questions and we can cut them in and it would be great to hear your voice thank you so much and we will thank see you so much you for listening to our podcast really appreciate the listeners all of them every single one of them it's your forehead kiss